I'm Matlas. And I'm Sheba. And this is the Relationship Umbrella. Woo! Yeah! Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Yeah. We're still in Pride Month. We are. I like Pride Month. Pride Month is a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. Anyway, happy Pride. Um, Welcome to Kink 101. I just want to preface this by saying um, that we are not like professionals. Right. Um, We are a part of our local kink community. Mm Mm-hmm. But we are not professionals. So when we give you Kink 101, we try to come from the most informed place as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah. And there's definitely going to be things that maybe we aren't even informed about properly. And we always want to learn from our listeners as well. So if you know something that we don't know, feel free to email us or message us on Facebook and... um We'll we'll read them. We'll read the comments. We will, but anyway, I just wanted to preface by saying that we are just part of our local community and practitioners of kink. Is that the right word? We participate in kink in the, our lives. There we go. Um, so, yeah, awesome. One hundred and one. Kink one hundred and one. So, we thought maybe a good place to start is just a couple basic questions like. What is BDSM and what are kinks? I think that's a really important thing because so many people just want to like jump right in, Mm -hmm. right? And they don't even know the basics. And one of the biggest things that we like to preach is educating yourself. Mm -hmm. Not just in kink, but like in general, educate yourself. Absolutely. Know the basics. Know these things because you're going to want to know them instead of jumping in two feet first right yeah is that the saying okay yeah anyway so guys what is bdsm do you know what bdsm is because i know what bdsm is i actually thought i knew and learned more information about that particularly what the acronym stands for so um bdsm as a whole if you want to break down that entire acronym it's kind of a threefold thing. Okay. So mm-hmm. bondage and discipline, B and D, dominance and submission, D and S, sadism and masochism, S and M. So when you break down the terminology, it literally says it all. And it's in the most condensed version possible, also. Right. Um, so all of those things can be expounded upon. And then we will definitely get into some of that stuff a little bit later on in our episode. Um, the next question was, what are kinks? And, you know, with <clears throat> with, with kinks, everybody's going to have a different definition. So I was like, let's look at dictionary.com. Um, boop, boop, the internet. Yeah, and and basically on dictionary.com, the definition of kink, it's an informal definition, um, and it says a person's unusual sexual preference. And so I was like, well, let's let's research what vanilla means, and not the ice cream, you know, not the, the plant, the little vanilla seeds, or vanilla extract, but vanilla in a 
kink versus non-kink sense. Um, and it defines vanilla as ordinary or standard. So, you know, if you, if you think about it that way, what do most people think of when they think of just sex? Just like, I'm not vanilla, you guys. Um, just sex. Like right. the missionary, doggy, doggy, no special flair. You're having sex because it feels good. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of foreplay. But it's vanilla. Yeah, it's vanilla. That doesn't mean it's boring because vanilla can be one of the best flavors mm. in the entire world. So vanilla in no way implies boring. It simply implies not kinky. Precisely. Right. So. We'll I also, ta- I'm sorry. Can I, can I differentiate? Di- yeah, absolutely. Di- differentiate something. Mm-hmm. So BDSM and kink, though, are used interchangeably. Are not, are not the, the same. same. Yep. So keep that in mind. Kinks go more specific than BDSM, where BDSM is like that blanket kind of overarching. <coughs> excuse me. Kinks are very specific. So I yep. just, not, they don't have to be, but it all makes sense the more you do your research. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get into a lot more information about. Um, kinks as a whole and different types of kinks when we talk about safety. Right. So do we want to add anything here at this point or just go ahead and move on to safety because there's a lot of information to cover in that section. So the first thing that should always be preached in any capacity when you are learning about any kind of kink, BDSM as a whole, the biggest thing that you need to remember and at the start of my journey... I didn't have this. So there was no one to like talk to me about it. I just learned on the fly. Mm -hmm. And if you're really interested in specific kinks or like the lifestyle as a whole, I recommend anyone to do their research instead of doing what I did because I was a stupid kid. Absolutely. Um, But the biggest thing I preach and workshops that we go to, this is the first thing they always cover no matter what they're talking about is safety. And you think in the beginning you're excited, you want to explore all of these things, but you're not thinking about the safety aspect behind it because mm-hmm. this can be sometimes dangerous depending Absolutely. on what you're into. So you need to think about everything that you can think about in regards to safety. Oh, I want to put my partner in handcuffs. We got to make them tight so they can't come out. But are you thinking about the blood circulation to their hands, their fingers, how they can get nerve damage, how they can lose sensation, those pinch points that you need to look for? Mm -hmm. Like the simplest behavior, like the first thing when they think, oh, I want to like do something outside the box. The first thing people go for is handcuffs or rope. Or rope, yeah. Something to bind somebody's wrists because that's Mm -hmm. like the... It's a it's a really good um what do they what do they say marijuana is a gateway drug it's like a really good gateway exactly. kink but again you know you don't know pinch points you don't know to be looking for circulation in the hands mm-hmm. and what you shouldn't feel and you should even in these intense capacities where you're in the zone you're in a moment you're in the space like 
you have to be aware enough of the safety of every single action you're doing mm-hmm. to know what to look for in those things. And that really falls on either the top or the dominant in the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, because that person is going to be tying the restraints typically. Mm-hmm. And, and in that position, you not only need to try to learn how to tie properly with like releases mm-hmm. in your knots, but you also should probably keep a pair of of scissors. And not like just normal scissors. Like you need to go and get like the EMS, like safety bandage scissors. Yep. Because that's going to be the safest thing for your partner. You don't just want to go in there with a sharp pair of scissors because then you're risking jabbing someone with a pair of scissors Absolutely. should you need to cut them free. And another thing about safety that I am now like very, this is important. When you really get into kink and you're like, yes, I found this thing I really like. Mm-hmm. And you buy the best of the best. Recognize that even if you're spending money on the best of the best equipment, if your partner is unsafe, your priority needs to be getting your partner to safety instead of the damage to the item. So let's say, for example, it's rope and you notice your partner's hand is blue and you've got them all rigged up now in this intricate thing. It's all put together. The first thing you need to do is cut that rope that's cutting off that circulation. Absolutely. You're not going to try and untie this whole rig just to get them safe because you're risking damaging damaging like, your partner. Right. Like um, ir- irreparably, too. Like, do you know the, the safest way to hold somebody's throat? Like, if you're holding them while you're going at it or just to hold them still or the safest way to hold somebody's face. You don't think about these things, but mm-hmm. you need to think about these things if you're going to be a responsible member of Mm -hmm. practicing kink and it sounds like i'm preachy but again i didn't have this at the start of my journey right and i didn't either i didn't either so safety it's Mm -hmm. important yep so um was there anything i didn't touch on in safety well so like yes i know there's lots that's why i want to circle back to you so you know like we've kind of mentioned here a little bit is like starting slow so like doing one of these gateway kinks um to see if it's your thing or not see if you like to receive it or to give it better and it's okay not to like something and to stop even if your partner wants to keep going absolutely that goes into setting boundaries yep um we'll get more into that later as well What did you point no, at? Nothing. <laughs> we do, um, by the way, also want to mention, um, I don't know where we, if we mentioned it at all, mm-hmm. that the things that we're talking about, safety, boundaries, consent, mm-hmm. um, vetting, negotiating, all of those things are going to have their own separate episode because they need to be talked about more in depth. And that's going to be our next episode is boundaries, negotiations vetting consent Mm -hmm. because those things are as equally important as researching every single kink you want to practice in a hundred percent hundred percent um you got to be willing to do the work right to to experience the work exactly and we also felt that it was important to not skim over some of the the information that we're going to go over in this episode and prioritize that versus prioritizing this so we just wanted to split it up into two episodes and make everything equally prioritized because they really are all 
part of the package. Right. I also want to touch on this. We're throwing a lot of information at you. Sorry, I'm going off the little like outline we made. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're a top or you're a bottom and you and your partner or partners, however, want to experience something and mm-hmm. neither one of you has experienced it before, you both need to know how those things work, mm-hmm. what they feel like, mm-hmm. and what they do. Um, that was one thing Atlas and I were really, and we still are when Mm -hmm. we approach new things, when he learns how to tie rope and handcuffs, I learn how to do it with him. So I understand how it works. It's not like Mm -hmm. a, a bratty, like, haha, I know how this works. It's a hundred percent a safety thing. You know, because for me too, as a, as a, a, if I'm, being your your rope top at that moment, even though I'm your dominant, um, me knowing how to watch while the ropes are being tied as well, and like giving myself little moves of my wrist to make sure it's not too tight. To know what the bottom is feeling. Exactly. It's it's um, important for you each to have those experiences. Like I already know what a flogger feels like, but Atlas. I do. You flogged me once. Exactly. Yeah. He didn't. He's the dominant in our situation. Mm-hmm. I'm the submissive, just so we're clear if we haven't made that clear. Um, and not only do I know how to swing a flogger correctly, mm-hmm. I also obviously know what it feels like as a submissive, but not only does he know how to feel or move the flogger correctly, he knows what it feels like. Right. And using a flogger, this is truth, was actually a new experience to me. When Sheba and I started dating, um, I'd never used one. I'd never held one. I'd never been hit with one. Um, I'd seen them used, so I had a general knowledge of proper swinging etiquette. But Sheba actually taught me how to swing it properly and how to hit certain ways for the, the, the hit to be more stingy versus more thuddy. Or safe as opposed to you can't hit here. You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Like the again, going back to safety, you need to know these things because yeah. you just think, okay, let me hit someone on the butt in this specific spot. Mm-hmm. There are spots even there that you shouldn't hit because you risk causing damage. Mm-hmm. So you need to know these things. If you fling a flogger or a whip or a crop, mm-hmm. and you accidentally go too high, you could bruise somebody's kidney. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, again, well, safety. And, and also, like, knowing your partner's body, too. Like, if somebody has back issues, you probably shouldn't flog them on their yeah. back at all or very lightly. Right. But, again, it all comes yeah. back to safety. Know what you're doing by being on both ends of the receiving spectrum. 100%. At least just a little. Yeah, I agree a 1,000%. Um, so in talking about these kind of gateway kinks, um, something that I did early on, um, and we'll talk about like fet life a little bit more later, um, when we talk about how to meet people and find community, social media, but you know, I, I, I found fet life, um, very early on. And when you make your profile and stuff, you can actually go through a list and I think, Every kink you could possibly think of, and then some, is on this list. And what I was able to do, um, and you would be able to do as well if you were to join a website like FetLife, is you can actually 
make that list into limits. So soft limits are things that you're you're okay with, that you're interested in, and maybe you've already done and you enjoy. Also, totally find a list and make it. Mm-hmm. No matter where you think you identify on the spectrum of, you know, top, bottom, dominant, submissive, whatever. And also recognize that your title can change as you go through your journey. Absolutely. If you declare yourself a submissive, which I did in initially. the very beginning, you can change your mind 10 years later and go, you know what? This isn't really doing it for me anymore. Like, I think I want to be the top in these scenarios. And mm-hmm. you find, like Atlas, yep. that that's more your speed. And now he's my dominant. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I'll, we'll tell the story sometime. It's, yeah. it's pretty funny. But, but... make your lists. Seriously, yeah. they're going to help you. Right. And, and make it for, you know, when you find things that you're like, yes, I'm ready to try. Right. Make sure you're also comfortable on the receiving end of that just a titch. Too. Yeah. So you know what it feels like. Yep. Um, anyway, so lists. Yeah. Hard limits, soft limits. Right. And, you know, like, there's also the, like, things you're interested in. So Curious you, about. If you're curious about something and you have had zero involvement in kink, um, you can put that, like, on your profile on FetLife. Um, we'll t- like I said, we'll talk more about that. But there's just... There's just these lists will help you and when you meet somebody and you go through your vetting and boundaries and you know all that process that we'll talk about in next episode um and you try to experience these things and if you like it fantastic you were curious about it you experienced it both giving and receiving um and you know what to expect on either end so now you can have a preference on which way you like or if you like that act at all. Right. Exactly. And um, I had something in my brain and mm. I completely lost it. Um, well, I mean, that kind of then segues almost into hard limits. Always know what your partner's hard limits are. That was it. Yeah. That's all I was going to say. Always. And hard limits are specific kinks or acts of certain types of kink within kinks. Um that are just you will never do never consider you read about it not your thing so for me anything involving feces hard limit i don't want it on me i don't i don't i don't want to play with it and put it like there's some kinks that people like interacting with feces but for me hard limit right like another example i am a masochist i like pain I mm-hmm. like being hit with stuff. One of my hard limits is using a belt anywhere near my person. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't like it. It's a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, like I just don't like it. Do I like pain? Yes, but it's mm-hmm. a very specific object thing mm-hmm. that always be aware of. Yeah. Always sit down and talk with uh, you know, a uh, a play partner or a potential play partner about their hard and soft limits because you need to know. And with soft limits, it's very like, okay, like I'm willing to maybe try it, but I need to be in the right mood. Right. And and even if you're in the right mood, you're trying a new a new thing, um, 
you and your partner have talked extensively about it and are in agreement on both giving and receiving the first time. And you need to have like a check-in system with, with, especially with trying new things. Like we use green, yellow, red. And sometimes we'll use an orange. Sometimes we use orange. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we use crimson. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on what we're doing. Like sometimes red is stop whatever you're doing, check mm-hmm. in with me. And if we've initiated crimson, crimson is cut everything off. Right. That's it. Done. Like hard stop. For some people, red is hard stop. Right. You can develop your own safe words, what works for you and your partner. Mm-hmm. And... Something that I wanted to touch on earlier that I didn't because, again, it's getting an own, its own episode. But consent is absolutely vital. Oh, yeah. Safe words exist mm-hmm. to help you with consent. 100%. When you're in a moment. Like sometimes when Atlas and I are in a scene together and if we've set this early on, no doesn't mean no. I, yeah, I was actually going to mention that in certain in certain types of kink, um, you can role play a scenario where your bottom or submissive is going to be verbally saying no, 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 I don't want this, stop. But it's acting, and so that doesn't mean stop. That's when you go to your safe words like crimson, red. Orange, Orange, yellow, yellow. whatever safe words you want to use. I think just so many people use the stoplight system because it's like a very universal thing. Yeah. And for us, we just add more colors like in an order that makes sense because we're both kind of artists. But Mm -hmm. um, consent is vital and safe words exist to protect your consent. Mm -hmm. So at any point, your partner's doing something you like and then all of a sudden you're not and you go red, they need to respect that and they need to stop. 100%. I've had partners that didn't stop when I say red. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You know, we were done after that. But it yeah. consent is so vital to the situation. And as a submissive type, and I've always been a submissive type, and I tell this to anyone new in the community that reaches out to me, because it happens sometimes. Right. People think that safe wording is, um, how do I word this? A cop-out or safe wording means like they failed as a submissive. That's the best way I can word that. Because a lot of times when you're in those situations, you think you're failing your top dominant with whatever D-type you have Mm -hmm. by safe wording. And that is not the case. And any good dominant is never going to make you feel like a failure or a letdown or they didn't get what they wanted. Because, because you safe word. Right. And on the opposite end, um, I've found that I would say it's 50-50-ish with dominance. Um, they either have an agreement with their partner that they can also safe word. Or they just push through it even if they wanted to safe word. <clears throat> safe words exist for every partner. In this scenario. Exactly. So if you're a D-type and you feel like you can't save word because your partner is enjoying what you're doing, but it's not working for you, safe word. Safe word. 
I always make sure when we start a scene mm-hmm. that, you know, we've been planning or something. Right. In the beginning, he always says to me, do you remember your safe words? And I always say to him, do you remember your safe words? Even though they're the same thing. Yep. Safe words are for everyone. A hundred percent. And that was another thing that no one ever told me. No one ever thought to tell me in the beginning. And you know what? No one ever told me. I think that was something that we kind of had found out and agreed upon together and then realized that there are other dominants that are that are out there that will and have safe worded. Right. You know? That it's not it's not all just about taking power and control for a dominant. You know? It's about enough trust between the dominant and the submissive that the submissive is willing to give up. Right. And by the way, when, when we talk and we say top or bottom or dominant or submissive, we're trying to use the most blanket term possible. Uh-huh. That can be for any D type, any S type. So when you hear us comparing those two, it's just like more of a blanket term so we can talk about it more freely. Yeah. 100%. So kind of slipping back a little bit. I know we mentioned FetLife a few times. Um, but one of the hardest things as somebody who's just initially curious about kink and maybe has found it on their own and maybe weren't told about it by, by a friend. Like, they're just really just like, you know what? I watched this movie and I saw this happen and I think I want to try that. Usually it's spanking or something like that, you know, which is, again, another gateway kink. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that with FetLife, um, and I had a couple friends already involved in the community, which is how I kind of started learning about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that with FetLife, I was able to talk to other people that were like-minded and learn more. And initially, like we talked about, I, I, I thought I was a submissive. Because I was always submissive in my prior relationships. Um, and, and not in a kink sense, just in a... General. General sense. Um, so with meeting with people, and this spectacular funny story, um, should we tell it? I think I should tell it. Or we can tell it next episode. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. That's <laughs> something to look forward to. Right. Um, but yeah, it... it I learned very quickly that being a top or a dominant or maybe even a switch might be where I landed. And so I started just looking into all these different types of kink and trying to find local groups. And FetLife's great for that. There's munches. There's classes. There's workshops. play parties. There's workshops. Um, especially if you live near a larger metropolitan area, right? Like we're near St. Louis and St. Louis has one of the biggest King communities in the country. Truthfully. Uh, I I don't know about that. Well, if you exclude the Northeast and the West coast, I also don't know about that, but anyway, (laughs) I digress. Um, uh, you know, going out to these things and, Learn from experience here. Go to a munch before you do anything else. If right. you're going to go out and community, munches are typically vanilla get-togethers at a public place, a restaurant, a, you know, whatever. For like-minded people to get together, talk about whatever. Right. And a lot of times they're themed. 
don't go to and have your first event i'm speaking from experience here be um a kink event at a strip club so half the strip club is operating with alternative girls for the night and half the strip club is like just one big public play party and you've got like the music in the background and the flashing lights and uh that was my first experience into the local community oh god um don't do that (laughs) yeah my my first experience was a munch yeah don't do what i did people please (laughs) Um, go to a munch first, meet like-minded people. And when you're looking for these events to be weary, see what kind of presence they have. A munch coordinator or a munch group, um, will have its own group page. See what kind of presence it has. Use your best judgment. Reach out to the, um, moderator, the moderator of the event or the administrator, whoever, and, and go, you know, if you have questions, don't be afraid to ask them because that's why they are in charge of munches. I've also been in charge of a munch for almost a year, maybe a little bit less, mm. where I was like the coordinator. I was the moderator. And people came to me with questions all mm. the time, whether it was through FetLife or in person when they get to the event. You know, you want to see what kind of presence they have because – like with any social media, you're going to have those abusers. A hundred percent. You're going to have those people that think they're a master and demand submission and and ownership of you right away, right off the bat. Um, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. But there's like a 50-50 split, maybe. I don't know. I don't know about the percentage of people that are on FetLife to learn and educate and be a part of communities. And a lot of people use it as a dating platform. And I, that's that you need to use it to educate yourself and find a local community and be weary of those people. You have to use your better judgment when interacting with people. So when you're looking for these things to educate yourself and absolutely if, you know, it's scary to think about, going to a munch by yourself for the first time. So if you can, bring a buddy. Even if they're not very into kink or BDSM, but they're Mm -hmm. comfortable being around that because they're vanilla gatherings. You know, always use your senses. It's like when you're going on a date with someone from Tinder, you have no fucking idea who you are. You always have that person that you're like, if I call, get me out, make an excuse. Or if I call, I need you to come pick me up. Or if I shoot you like a safety word, you need to come and get me or something is happening. Right. Always use that, that judgment too. A hundred percent. And trust your gut about something. And know that at least in my experience, cause I, I've been to a munch, um, once that I was very uncomfortable at for some reason. Leave. I literally, I didn't even say anything because you don't need to. If somebody else is talking, um, you just very politely, like, like maybe wave and kind of take whatever food you purchased and pay or, your bill or whatever and just leave. And leave. You're allowed to do that too. 100%. Because there are going to be groups, munches, classes that you just don't jive with. Right. And it's the same as safe wording. It's the same mm-hmm. as everything. Consent is vital. If you aren't flowing with it, leave. Leave. A hundred percent. And another thing too about munches, as kind of like, a, a, they're like an open door policy. 
Almost, Some of them. Almost yeah. every munch that I've that I've heard of. There, there, there are a couple. There's munches that are sometimes a public face for a more private group that'll have private munches. And there are some things you need to be right. vetted for, and this is how you're going to get vetted. Right. The community process, again, this is why we're doing our own episode on this, is, you know, it can be a lot. Right. Because not only are you vetting people, they're vetting you. Exactly. But seriously, look for presence. You mm-hmm. know, don't be afraid to reach out to, you know, the mods and be like, what is this group all about? Can you please explain it to me? I want to learn more. What can I do? Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to ask questions. That's another thing I feel like people just getting into the community and let's say they stumble along FetLife because they're Googling like a community for that. Yeah. I've come across a lot of those where I get messages like, I really liked your profile. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you point me in the right direction? I've had people reach out to me and do that. That's awesome. And, you know, always make sure you're reading people's profiles. Don't be that asshole. Right. Also, don't be that asshole if you have a dick. To make your dick your profile picture because nobody wants to see that. FetLife right. is just like a kinky Facebook, okay? It, it really is. So you're going to have the same issues as you would have on... Exactly. Another similar social media like Facebook. So there's think gonna about that predators. too. There's going to be There's going to be uneducated pricks. There's going to be amazing, wonderful, beautiful people. You know, it's just you have to learn to trust your gut. Mm-hmm. And if you're not knowing where you stand or what you like, or mm-hmm. what you classify as, there are munches out there that aren't even like kink specific. There are munches out there that, that are... That are like kink 101, basically. No, not even that. Like there are munches out there that you can go to that it's like-minded people that are all into kink, but they're there to discuss something completely off the wall. Like comic books. Like comic books or... um, Card games. Card games, witches. um, Mm -hmm. You know, it... And then there's some that are kink specific. Like there's there's rope munches. There's polyamory munches. There's... Swingers munches. Like these are... They're very specific. But if you're not comfortable going into something where they're just going to talk about rope the whole time. Right. But... You want to get together with like-minded people that are interested in kink or are into kink really heavily mm-hmm. that like video games. Right. And you guys are going to sit there and you're going to talk about video games. And if something kinky comes up, cool. A hundred percent. And like that kind of moves on to like the next point. Like munches are a good place to like once you've felt out a group and you feel comfortable with a number of people at the munch and you're hopefully asking questions of the moderator or of the people who seem to be more regulars and knowledgeable, um, that they can make recommendations during conversations of where you might be able to find some classes and where some better classes are at, especially if you're near a large city. Workshops, Mm -hmm. classes, like your munches are kind of like your launching point. Like you're meeting like-minded people, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. You're making friends, but you're also learning. You're also experiencing, not experiencing, but you're seeing firsthand from other people what their experiences are like and where they can point you in the right direction if they're a lot more experienced than you. Absolutely. And, you know doing these things and going to classes and public events um broadens your horizon it really does and you you can meet if you've got a good picker 
and not all of us do. Um, <laughs> I certainly don't from I time to time. I certainly don't, and I don't know how I got I I landed you. Same. And landed my current boyfriend because my picker not good. Yeah. Picker not good. Right. Anyway. But they're a good segue into if you really find a kink or a series of kinks or a tight-knit group that you're starting to really, like, vibe with. And you find out about, like, private parties and, you know, private munches and get-togethers and things like that. That's when you can start almost developing your, like, second family. Mm-hmm. Chosen family, baby. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Because so many of these these munches and groups you find lifelong friendships out of. Absolutely. It's just like any other social scenario. You're just getting together for like-minded reasons that vanilla folk wouldn't get together for. But it's just like if you went up to a meetup for a book club. It's just different content. Right. It's not vanilla. You know? And it's it's as simple as that, you know? And the the good thing about modern society in regards to kink... Um, I know in a lot of European countries, they're even more open-minded mm-hmm. um, than we are here in the States. But um, there's so many resources. Like r- anything that you find that you might have interest in, there is probably a website or a book or right. a class or something. A that, blog even. Right. Where you can read about that kink, learn about the safe ways to do it, learn about where you might find classes of some kind. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I burped. Um, <laughs> again, geez. <laughs> wow. We're not cutting that out. Sorry. You're going to deal with it, folks. Um, but you really learn everything that you can about something. Don't. If you can help it, ever go into a kink blind. And if your partner really wants to try it, you guys are in the moment, don't be afraid to go, I want to make sure we're in the safest way possible. Let's try this next time. Do your research. It. So many people get excited and they want to experience the pleasure, but sometimes literally your research is a Google search. And you just try to find something that's reputable. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, we... There's... So, like, okay. People will ask, have you ever heard of... I don't know. um, 69. We'll go super generic big. And you're like, oh, yeah. That's when you kind of, like, flip-flop and both go down each other at the same time. Oh, we're getting explicit, folks. Right? So there's there's terminology. Why are you looking at me like that? Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting you're not, what he's putting You're not down. getting what I'm putting down. No. So um you're early just... earlier today Mariah asked me if I knew what something was. Oh. Yes. Um hold You don't on. even remember, do you? No, I don't even remember. I remember <laughs> what it is. Hold on. Uh, let me find it. It was like a, a <laughs> one of those nicknames for a dirty sex act type thing. Right. Um, Urban Dictionary, guys. Oh, mm-hmm. I just clicked the wrong thing. Um, 
I can't believe you forgot. I did. I was not getting what he was putting down at all. I love this like uncut free flow free flow that we do. Um, okay, so do y'all know what a jer- dirty Chewbacca is? And I immediately started shaking my head and I was like, oh God, just tell me. All right, I'm about to get very explicit. Um, so a dirty Chewbacca is when a girl is deep throating a dude or a person with a dick. You pinch their nipples right as you come. Um, their scream gets paired with the warm liquid and the dick in their throat that will produce a sound similar <laughs> to Chewbacca's growl. That's still so fucking funny. To I me. love the internet. Oh my god! So, um, so I decided that I would find one and um, ask her blind, so she hasn't even heard this a uh, dirty sex act, and. I doubt, doubt she knows what it is because I didn't. So, what is a Kentucky tractor puller? What? <laughs> a Kentucky tractor puller. I don't know, man. Just tell me. It is the act of a male and a male, or a male and a female, or a female and a female where one has a strap on, performing anal sex. During sex, the receiver clenches their butt cheeks tightly and runs with the penis still in the buttocks. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you probably don't. Do you know what a tractor pull is? Uh, what? <laughs> oh my god, so yeah, I'm way more <coughs> Midwest than you are? Jeez Louise. So, tractor pull is this is blind. This is why this is blind. Um,. It's a tractor. It's like a John Deere tractor. Okay. But souped way the fuck up. All right. And it has a trailer on the back of it. Okay. And the goal is to pull it as far as you can before the weight moves from the back to the front of it and weighs it down too much for your tractor to move. Okay. So that's a, that's a tractor pull. And it's a competition and people make... Lots of money doing it. Is it kind of like with the horses, with the sleds, where you stack more weight and then whoever can get... I'll show you a video later. Okay. Yeah. But literally, you just... I mean, like, you just... And, like, try to... Right. Anyways. (laughs) That's why it's like, you know, during sex, the receiver clenches their butt cheeks tightly and not just walks away. Like, you gotta run. Bitch, you gotta run. (laughs) While While the penis is still... In your booty hole. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun to me. That would be a hard limit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Yep. 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 But it's funny. Um, okay, back to our regularly scheduled content. <laughs> what were we talking about before that? Oh, God. We were talking about um, research, research, research. Research your things, people. Seriously. Yep. Um, if you want to hold someone by the throat... Not even choke them. If you want to hold someone by the throat, you need to know how to hold their throat. Without cutting off their airway. Without cutting off their airway. Even when you are choking someone, because I can't use fancy words right now. (laughs) Even if you are choking someone, you are not actually putting any pressure on their windpipe whatsoever. But you got to learn how to do it. Exactly. 
do it's... your research, go to classes, go to workshops. You watch TikToks on how to garden. Mm-hmm. You watch TikToks on what wild edibles you can eat. Mm-hmm. You watch TikToks on mushrooms, and you know which ones are safe and which ones aren't. So go watch TikToks on kinks. I, well, they <laughs> that that wasn't what I was getting at because TikTok I, I, changed I, their guidelines a lot. Yeah. Um, but like you to learn about things, so you are proficient in them. You learn more about it. Yeah. A hundred percent. This, these experiences, while yes, you're going to learn a lot in the physical act of any kind of kink, you got to, you got to do your research first. I agree. I agree. And I just want to apologize. Our dog is just walking around. So the click clack in the background, I don't think I'm going to be able to edit out. But anywho, um, one more thing that I think we both really wanted to touch on Um, And this is really going to have a lot of personal experience flair on it and what they mean more to us. It's different for everyone. 100%. So what we're going to talk about now is titles and labels. This is not the Kink 101 episode you were expecting. You wanted to learn about kinks. Instead, we're talking about safety, consent, education, making friendships, and then a little bit about titles, and that's all you're going to get, guys. Yeah. Sorry. That's it. That is Kink 101. Mm-hmm. You have to think about it that way. But we can absolutely touch on titles because I think it's an important thing to touch on in the beginning when you're learning. I agree. So, um, is that, is that, do you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so, more commonly, when you are like me and a young, dumb teenager on the internet, um, you see different titles that will float around on the internet. More commonly, dominant and submissive, master, slave. Mm -hmm. um, Top, bottom. Top, bottom. There are so many different variations of how you fit. And by the way, if you don't identify with a title title or a label or any title or label like i fall into multiple right so do i that's okay yeah um everyone's journey Mm -hmm. in bdsm and kink is Mm -hmm. different right and i've met a number of people at different munches and like public parties that identified themselves with the label of simply kinkster Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yep um you were allowed to do that yeah 100 percent like, I have a bajillion different labels. Like, if I want to... I literally... This has always been my motto. Labels are labels and they belong on soup cans. As you mm-hmm. get to know me, you develop and have a sense for what my interests are. Right. But to kind of go into your generic titles, and this is something I want to differentiate for everyone. Mm-hmm. Because so many people go into it and they're like, yeah, I'm a master. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that actually means? Mm -hmm. So, especially in the beginning, you you have to market yourself if you're going out and about. Mm -hmm. Because if you go to a munch for the very first time and you're like a green thumb and you go up to someone and someone's like, yeah, you know, like, what are you into? And you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm a master. You have zero experience. They will... If they're experienced in the community, they will probably laugh at you. Um, Oh, yeah, 100%. So, like, think about these things. Do your research. If you Mm -hmm. think you're more of a top, start as a top. If you think you're more of a bottom, start as a bottom. 
the difference between a top and a dominant and a bottom and a submissive is this. And this is the best way I read it ever. Um, a top will administer sensation. Mm-hmm. A bottom receives sensation. So you're spanking, your bottom is feeling that. Right. Okay. A dom takes power and a submissive relinquishes power consensually. A hundred percent. And I, when you told me that earlier, I a hundred percent agree that that, that really, it, it simplifies it so much that it's easily understandable. Dominating or submitting is so much deeper than you initially expect it to be when you're starting out. Because mm-hmm. I've learned that as a dominant, that I'm not necessarily ta- taking power. It's definitely not by force. It's a give and take. It's a consent. Um, For some people, it's a consent, but it's more. Mm-hmm. More. Right. It's more taking power. Right. Um, but for me, I I take that role as being Shiva's dominant very seriously. And I understand that there's a immense amount of trust and respect and communication that goes along with both of those titles. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, again going through those titles mm-hmm. a top administer sensation a dominant takes power yeah a master takes control yeah and that's just it and a a, a slave relinquishes control mm-hmm. it's different than a dom taking power and a submissive relinquishing it's controlling right these pa- titles, power exchanges are at different levels. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And they're different for every pair of partners. Exactly. They're different for every individual, too. Mm-hmm. But the titles definitely can help like designate how much and how or how severe the control could be or the relinquishing or taking. Or, you know what I mean? And they don't even need to be as specific as those. You can be a sadist. You can just like giving pain. You can be a masochist. You like receiving pain. Um, you could be a rope top or mm-hmm. you could be a rope bottom. It's not all about taking power or mm-hmm. there are so many different titles, you know, daddy and baby girl. Right. Um, primal. Um, oh, I don't know what your words are thinking right now. Primal alpha, primal prey. Uh, uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Predator prey. Predator prey. Thank you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I couldn't fucking think of the word because I, I identify as prey in one of my labels. The But there are so <laughs> many like different labels. Mistress mm-hmm. and boy, girl. Yeah. Um, Kajira. If you don't know these titles and you're like, what the fuck is that? Go mm-hmm. and research it. Seriously. Because there are so many different ways to explore this journey. And it doesn't oh, even God, necessarily yeah. need to be top, bottom, dominant, submissive. Exactly. You know, again, it could be just being kinky. Like, right. You're you know, a kinkster. Right. You're exploring. Mm-hmm. You're an exhibitionist. Right. And there's, and there's also like the switch. Somebody that likes to both... 
top and bottom and or dominate and submit. You know, like there's there's a lot to be learned from labels in certain communities, particularly the kink community. There are so many variations. Mm-hmm. So, so many. Right. It's like, you know, your sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. There are so many different ways that you can identify. You can identify as straight. You can identify as gay. You can identify as bi or pan or asexual. Mm-hmm. Um, your relationship preference. You can be monogamous or poly. Polyam. Mm-hmm. Like it. Or asexual and, and not want relationships there, at all physically in, or even maybe emotionally. In kink, there are so many different variations. Right. And the, the other thing about topping and bottoming and dominating and submitting, this is just my my own personal thought on this. Um, so, like, we've discussed, you know, I'm Sheba's dominant. But there's a kink that I really want to explore that is a hard limit for her. And the best way that I can go about that is finding a class Mm-hmm. Or a seminar or a munch about that particular topic and meeting other like-minded people and... Learning. Learning. And finding a play partner. Right. And then finding a play partner. And for me, in that circumstance, I don't even necessarily need to have sex with that person. If I'm just going to be a needle top, okay? <laughs> right. Hey. Even the pictures skeeve me out when people make pretty pictures. Oh, and I then think they they're... Say, oh, they're so pretty. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's one of my kind of more sadistic things that I want to try. Because it's not about, like, just causing pain. It's about the relationship with the pain for me and the other person. And how they experience that pain. And, and hopefully euphoria as a result. Just like I will hopefully experience that as well. And that's part of that top-bottom relationship. It doesn't always have to be sexual. It doesn't have to be intimate. But there's a relationship around the act. Exactly. And he touches on a very important point. Kink does not always mean sex. Mm Mm-hmm. And sex does not always mean kink. And a lot of people forget that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Like, Atlas and I, we have vanilla sex all the time. A it's lot. It's not always kinky. Right. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Just because he's my dominant, he's also my husband. <laughs> but kink does not mean sex. Kink does not mean physical or emotional intimacy. You can have experiences with someone as a play partner mm-hmm. that is just centered around that experience. Right. Like, if he wants to experience being a needle top and he has a willing person to bottom for that Mm -hmm. they experience that act together it doesn't need to be sexual or intimate in any capacity and then when it's over it's over right and that's okay and you know because we're polyamorous we could also touch on the fact that if that does happen and i'm needle topping somebody and you know obviously you would know in advance um because we are very consensual about communicating about potential potential play partners or Emotional partners. Comes back to vetting. Exactly. Um, I would not only want Sheba to know that I was myself vetting somebody to be a needle bottom, um, but that maybe once I did, I would want them to meet that person before 
consent is everything. Yeah, before we actually had the act of actually doing that. And the thing about kink is even if you don't intend it to be sexual, sometimes it can turn that way. Or if you intend it to be sexual, sometimes it can turn into not being sexual. Right. You know, so that going into situations like that where your intention is to be a needle top and the person's intention is to be a needle bottom. Negotiate the step beforehand. Right. Are you open to, if a sexual attraction is mutual while we're doing this, participating in a sexual act? You know, like, be frank and open and honest with your communication always. So important. Again, we'll go into, like, all of this Mm -hmm. in depth next week. 100%. But yes. Yeah. So. And there was one more thing I wanted to say. Hold on. Yeah. It goes back to titles. Mm Mm-hmm. I lost it, guys. <laughs> I, I, I'm i sorry. I lost it. Yeah. And the other thing about kink, you know, kind of going along with titles where we've briefly mentioned, like, not people that might not relate to any particular title. Um, there's a number of people involved in kink in some way, shape, or form that are, like, kink anarchists or relationship anarchists where they don't want to put labels on what their interpersonal relations are with whomever. Right. And what dominance or submission or top or bottom or switch or play it's involved. That's just someone in their life that they experience kink with. Right. You know? And you could be into one kink and not have any, any title at all. Right. Like you like... Hitting someone with a flogger. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all. That, that's it. Yep. Okay, great. Don't yuck someone's yum. Exactly. And not all kinks are for everyone. So also remember that. Right. And the ones that are definitely not for you, like we've discussed, are hard limits. And even though they're a hard limit for you, that doesn't mean that they're not a hard limit or a hard limit for other people. And so like... When you're researching different kinks and you come across, like I discussed earlier, any kind of fecal play um, is not my jam. Understand and respect that there are people out there who it is their jam. And that's okay if you don't like it. That's okay if you find it, like, gross. You know what I mean? But know and respect that there are people out there who enjoy things that you might never enjoy. Like, I've also, being hit with a closed fist, if I was ever in a submissive or bottom position, is a very hard limit for me. Right. Very hard. Um, And for other people, it's not. And the, the exact opposite is true for me. I don't mind hitting my partner with fists in a consensual way. But I struggle with the force because I feel more violent that way. And that's not who I am. Right. Right. But some dominants are like that. And that's their preference. I'm what you would call probably a soft dom. Yes, you yeah, are. Yeah, 100%. So once you start learning about different titles like dom and submissive, 
um, you'll start learning about things like soft DOMs or hard DOMs, um, dominatrixes. You know, you'll, you'll learn about all the different, like, subgenres. Right. You know? Right. Because research usually begets more research, which goes along with learning begets more learning. Always remain teachable. And that's another point that I want to make. At the beginning of the episode, we were very clear that we are not the end-all, be-all of kink by any stretch of imagination. No. If this is kink 101 on our spectrum, like far, far, far to the left, and far, far, far to the right is like kink masters, we're not even close to the middle. No. Oh, no. We're maybe an inch or two away from 101. 101. There are people that educate on things specifically that are very experienced that have been in this community 10, 20, 30, 40 years mm-hmm. learn from these people. Yeah. And you just if you feel safe to do so. Right. And and just to to be clear like with the research and reading um I'm going to just give you one example. Rope is a very popular like we said gateway kink. And there's a group um don't name any names. That has oh we can't do that. Not specific names, no. Oh, damn. Well, they're very well known. um, And they have a couple of very wonderful books about rope and YouTube videos and things like that. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I meant like local. Oh, no, 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 no. So it's two naughty boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they are, I feel like they're borderline experts, if not experts on the rope topic. Their books have pictures, guys, for every step. Exactly, and they they have video tutorials and things like that as well that you Best can access. Best picture book for adults. Well, it really is. <laughs> but my, my point being is that even though I would consider them experts on that topic, they don't really claim to be experts on that topic. They're teaching what they know and the knowledge that they've accumulated over the years through research and practice and learning to be able to teach to other people while they're still learning more. Always keep yourself open to the possibility of learning. Mm-hmm. You will never stop learning in kink. Yep. Never. For never. as long as you practice it. Mm-hmm. We still find new kinks once in a while that we didn't. We still find new ways to practice very old kinks. Oh, yeah. Never stop learning. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. It's it's vital. Um and, you know, with, with research and reading and we talked about like munches and classes and, you know, public parties and whatnot, there's a number of kink conventions um, nationwide. Mm-hmm. Like they cost. Um, but you're literally, you can attend workshops. Mm-hmm. There's a public dungeon. Yep. But it's all about the workshops. It's all about the learning experience for an entire weekend long. Mm-hmm. Think Comic-Con. Think anime convention right. where you're doing workshops all day long if right. that's what you're there for. Like, important. Important, yeah. And there's a number of them, like I said, nationwide. You'll definitely see a number of conventions in, like, New York City. Like, they have a leather convention there regularly. They just had one uh, in Atlanta, actually, that some friends of ours attended, mm-hmm. a leather convention. So there's there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, and that that's just a specific kink geared excuse me convention is all it is is because it's geared around 
leather, either wearing leather or using leather implements. Or, you know, there are so many different communities yeah. that we could never even touch on. Um, we could get more specific and have specific episodes about specific titles or specific types of kink or right. if that's something you want to hear please let us know because yeah. we're always looking for episode ideas never hesitate <laughs> to reach out to us well and and my point there too is that definitely reach out to us with that stuff but also if we said something that was completely or you think was completely wrong tell us yeah please feel free to educate us and the better the education is the more likely we'll listen to it if you're going to angrily tell us that we're just wrong because you don't agree with us. Or no, that's not the difference between a top and a master. Right. Provide us with like some kind of sources so we can research it so that we can actually learn how and why we were wrong. Always open to learning. 100%. All right. Do we have anything else for this episode? Kink 101 specific? I don't think so. I'm just going to do my usual... Um, since we are in Pride Month, I will let you guys know um, kind of bigger city prides that are going on in the coming weekend. Um, the update with us this week and do my um, social media plugs. But otherwise, I don't think so. Unless you've got something, Atlas. Nope. I think the, the big things that we'll touch on in our next episode, it will round us out with, with this topic and then we'll... Figure Move out on to the next. what we're going to do after that. All right, guys. So um, happy Pride. Um, so this coming weekend, and by this coming weekend, I am talking about Friday, June 16th, 2023, the 17th and the 18th. So this coming weekend, we've got the Pride Block Party in Providence, Rhode Island. That's happening. Um, New York City Pride is happening from June 17th to June 25th. Nice. If you weren't aware, um, Chicago Pride is the 16th through the 18th. Um, let's see. Uh, Philly Pride is all month long in Philadelphia. Um, Central Wisconsin Pride in Harrison, okay. Wisconsin is the 15th. Um, Minneapolis Pride is on the 18th. It technically says the 18th to the 25th. So if you're in Minneapolis, um, just look. Uh, Rhode Island Pride is this Saturday in Providence. Um, Iowa City Pride is on the 17th. Let's see. There are a couple other small ones, so just Google search your area. Like, um, did you know this weekend is Metro East? Oh, it is this weekend. Ta-da! Yeah. Um, see? Look into your area. There's a lot going on this, this coming mm-hmm. weekend, actually. Um, one thing I do want to mention about Pride you know, because it is Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Um, to participate in Pride Month um, doesn't mean that you are required to go to a Pride Fest. Oh, God, especially if you don't feel safe to do so in the current political climate. Or if you are very... So, like, I'm going to use Bud Light as an example. So they came out with the pride cans and they got, um, why did I just blank on her name? Um, she's the, the, she's a trans woman that we follow, we both follow on TikTok. They had pictures of her with the, the Bud Light pride cans. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Well, anyways, 
um, a large group of more conservative people um, began boycotting um, Budweiser. And not just Budweiser, like Anheuser-Busch, InBev, all of their products. Um, so they backpedaled and released a Bud Light can with camouflage on it. And I have no complaints about that. Do you? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care. And so the point is, is that they, and it's understandable on one side because they saw a decline in profit when those cans came out. Um, especially because there was a number of celebrities who were shown destroying cans or running them over or shooting them and things like that. Um, and celebrities, whether we want them to lead or not, they kind of do by example, whether they want to or not. Um, so people see that and follow that and it affected their sales and that's why they backpedaled. Now, there are a number of people, even within the LGBTQ community, that don't want to go to more large-scale commercialized prides because of the, you know, consumer-consuming environment. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And how they'll provide their allyship when it benefits them, but the second it hurts their bottom line, they step back and push us straight back to the front of this current battle and the current political climate. You know, and a good ally will stand in front of you and shield you so that you can spread your message. And that's not what some of these companies are doing right now, Target included. Support small pride. Exactly. Um... But it's not required for you to do that either. It's all about personal preference. And that was my point. You can be proud and queer and Kinky. all of those things during Pride Month and understand the history of the LGBTQ community and not be or not feel forced to go to a very commercialized Pride. Right. Um, and if you don't have a non-commercialized, more local Pride... In or near your city. Make one with your friends. Yeah, you can start one. We had that happen here in St. Louis. It was St. Louis Pride, and now there's also Tower Grove Pride. And St. Louis Pride is very commercialized. Um, I personally won't go to that particular Pride, except maybe for the parade. Because um, parades are fun. Right. Not this year. But we'll, we'll go to Tower Grove Pride. Yeah, but yeah. Um, even if you don't want to do that... Don't go at all. Get get a group of your friends together if you want to and throw yourselves a pride party. Like Absolutely. It's that simple. Or get a couple friends together and watch a gay movie or watch a gay mm -hmm. TV show in your living room while having mimosas. I mean, mm -hmm. pride is whatever you make it. Right. And for those of you that are in more isolated areas that don't have anybody, you know, or don't know anybody local to you or don't live close enough to a pride gathering during Pride Month, there's a ton of resources online to find that community. Mm -hmm. And the, I think the only reason we talk about it, one, we're in Pride Month, but two, Pride and Kink kind of go hand in hand with each other. Yeah, they really do. But anyway, digressing away from that. Yeah. Let me definitely like 
make sure you check out all of our socials. I can do that. Go for it. I normally do the plug. So I was just starting for you. Um, <laughs> update on us, by the way. Um, not much to update except we took in a foster dog, and he is the best dog in the whole world. He's so sweet. And so smart, and he didn't deserve what happened to him. And that's kind of our update for the week. Um, now nice. to plug our socials. So, if you liked our episode, thank you so much. Absolutely, um, thank you. Feel thank you, free thank you. to subscribe to us on whatever platform you are listening. I, oh, before you get into all of them, um, I'm going to make a stand here. Now I forgot to talk to you about this. Um, I am going to be deleting our Twitter. Because... Um, Elon Musk is extraordinarily transphobic and has been deleting and or blocking trans and queer tweet people. We're not going to have a Twitter anymore, guys. So, yeah, no Twitter. Okay, so social media plugs. Um, if you liked what you listened to today, great. Um, if you want the very basic of the basic, you can go to our website, therelationshipumbrella.com. There you're going to find a plug to all of our previous episodes. We literally have a player on our homepage. Um, you will find links to our Facebook. Our Patreon. Our Patreon. Our Instagram. Um, we'll be deleting the Twitter one, so don't follow that. Um, we can at least delete the links off the site. But um, you can also find transcriptions. And I finally, finally finished lgbtq resources by state um you can find that on our website it's literally going to be a link towards the bottom that says lgbtq resources and that's going to lead you to our blog because we don't have money for a really fancy domain um that will have resources by state if you have a resource list that is beneficial to your state please send it to us we will add it to the list to help other people 100%. i just wanted to make you guys aware that it is finally up most of these resources are more inclusive lists cover different parts of each state um mental health community groups mm -hmm. um physical health where you can find healthcare providers in your state things like that Mm -hmm. So that is finally up. But yeah, if you liked what you saw, you can go to our website. Um, please find us on Patreon. If you like our podcast and you love hearing what we do and you want us to continue, um, running this podcast costs us money. Yeah. Um, so if you can spare $5 a month, if you can't, that's totally fine. We are never going to judge you for that. Um, but if you can spare $5 a month to help us keep this podcast going so we don't have to pay out of pocket for it, mm -hmm. that would be great. But we do it because we love to do it. Right. So, and, um, and some of the benefits of being a Patreon at that $5 a month is like, as soon as we're done recording this, um, I'm going to get it converted. I'm going to upload it to Patreon and it will be only for Patreons until tomorrow evening. Um, I am learning how to edit behind the scenes videos for you guys as we recorded this entire episode um, audio. We also recorded it on video yeah. and I'm learning how to edit and our patrons are going to get behind the scenes um, blog posts when we post them. Um, eventually we'll go into more things. But if you liked what you listened to today and you want to support us, we do appreciate it mm -hmm. because, um, you know, we are a broke Gen Z and millennial person um, in this economy. So any, every little bit helps. Did um, you just say Gen Z and millennial? Oh God. I meant Gen X. Yeah. I meant Gen X. That Yeah. Atlas is Gen X. He's in his forties guys. 
Um, I mean, I'm technically the lost generation. Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, um, you can follow us on Facebook for free. Please do so. We mm. love to connect with you guys. And it's super important for us to get your input. So please, we're most active on our Facebook. Yeah. So please find us there. Even if we're not regularly posting every day, mm-hmm. we check our, our Facebook multiple times a day. So please reach out to us there. We're deleting our Twitter. You can um, find us on Instagram. And most of our handles are all the relationship umbrella, by the way. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at the relationship umbrella, though we're not very active on there. You can also find us on TikTok at the relationship umbrella, but we're also not very active on there. That's all things we're going to be working on, you know, amping up a little bit at a time. Yep. And, and we, providing more and more content as we move along. Yep. We do have full-time jobs, so it's, you know... This isn't like the only thing we do, so we can only devote so much time to it in a particular mm-hmm. week, depending on what's going on that week. Right. Um, and, you know, we, we do fully intend on doing another live at some point. Yep. Where we will live stream. Twitch. Um, you can find us on Twitch. Yep. And we'll, we'll live stream um, an episode that we will also be recording to post as well. But, Yes. Yep. So anyway, um, that's our shameless plug of the week. Mm-hmm. And still be tuned on the, or be on the lookout. We will be doing um, a giveaway like we talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. We just haven't worked out the details quite yet because we are broke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we will be kidding. doing a giveaway. We all we are still also planning on um, a. Uh, not a giveaway, um, a donation. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work, we're gonna we're trying to like tie down a local charitable organization um, that is involved in the LGBTQ community, especially this month being Pride Month. And once we get that situated, we'll be able to announce what the charity is, what you know, what the don. So just a donation is what we'll all be that giving stuff. you yeah. in exchange for your donation. Right. Um, we'll talk about all of that once we hammer out the details. But again, I have a full time job. Atlas has a lot going on. Um, so it's hard to find the time of day, especially when your full time job sometimes takes you more than full time, which does, it's very rare that that happens. But yeah. Um, sometimes our days are just spent existing. But anyway, if you like what you listen to, great if not also tell us about it but don't be mean um anyway and if you are mean we just won't interact anyway um we love you guys thank you so much for listening you are seen you are loved and you are valid have a great weekend and week bye guys bye